Welcome to the Can of Spam Podcast, your weekly serving of nincompoopisms and absolute buffoonery. And don't forget the dad jokes and poop stories. Let's get it. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back, spammers. <laughs> welcome back. I'm, I'm very glad I got you coffee. Yeah, dude, me it's, too. It's Thank a you. Whole another life we're living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back, spammers, to another episode of the Can of Spam podcast. Uh, we got our buddy Brett Thompson back in the studio. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> All the way from South Africa. Um, you've when- lived several places, which we've talked about already, right? Australia. Yeah. UK via South Africa through the UK Manoa Manoa yeah, yeah, yeah. All coming the from down. the hills of Manoa right um what's crazy is like if i think like i left home in 2001 so i've been i've been gone for 19 years and i wonder what happens when like i've been gone longer in South Africa than i mean i've been gone away from South Africa longer than i lived there am i still South African ooh food for um, thought I'll, I'll answer it Yes. <laughs> Just because it sounds exotic. As long as you maintain that accent, you're South African. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, I claim, I'll i always claim it. It's just so- something that I think about. Like, that's funny. Like, well, you only lived in South Africa for 21 years. And now you're like, let's say hypothetically, 40. when you get to 43, you're like, okay, now, you know, I've been out of the country for longer than I lived there. Well, you lived in South Africa for the years in which you've developed the most into who you are, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I think you just answered it. So you just answered this like long, this like this thing I've been thinking about for so long. I'm a philosophizer, man. I philosophize so philosophize. hard. Like it's pretty rough sometimes. Yeah, I bet. I can't unphilosophize. I get Old it. man Lopez coming at you again <laughs> with the wisdom. <laughs> All right, we'll get to give you a lay of the land. Um, again, like I said, we got Brett in the studio, and we're gonna. We've talked about a few things with him. We talked about living in South Africa. We've talked about. BMXing and paparazzi. paparazzi. Today we're going to dive a little bit into his uh, his plethora of tattoos. So if you're out there and you're thinking of getting a tattoo, we're going to cover some topics and maybe it'll help you, um, you know, decide on what you want to get if you still want to get it and what the what the significance is of them. Yeah, you you may hear Brett's voice and think, oh, he's probably sitting there in a vest with a monocle and uh, <laughs> you know some nice trousers and some lovely dress shoes, but. That's not at all what he looks yes, like. He's a very proper man. Mm. Yes, yes. Hello. Cup of tea with my pinky up. <laughs> when in fact, you are the guy that used to drive for Uber and get hit on like crazy because you're just this exotic, <laughs> like... Yeah, by men and women. Oh. Is this true? I, I never heard that. this story. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah. some pretty funny stories. <laughs> yeah, we can go into that later. Uh, so we're going to talk about his tattoos. We got a... He actually has a poop story. So we're going to go into that. And then we are going to do... Um, what would you do if, uh, we got a fun one coming up and then we are going to end with a draft as always. So let's kick it off. Mm, um, <laughs> always starts with poop. Do you have a poop tattoo? I don't. That'd well, we should sick. get Nick one. That'd be sick. Yeah, I should just let people take dumps on me and then we'll trace it and then I'll tattoo it. That's oh my gosh, that like terrible. That's so disgusting. <laughs> let people like... take dumps on me. That's so freaking vile. <laughs> so Brett, when did you start getting uh, tatted up? I got my first tattooed when I was 18, um, and it's a, it's like a hybrid Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. 
because I had no idea what the hell, like I'd never actually seen the show, but I knew that I liked it. So I saw this character that kind of looked like it at this tattoo, hell sketchy tattoo shop back home in South Africa. And I was like, I'm 18. I want to go get a tattoo. Didn't tell my parents. And I got this tattoo on my, my left shoulder, uh, my back on my, on the, on my shoulder, shoulder blade. blade. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause that's where you got it back in those days, you know? Is that like the male version of the tramp stamp? No, tramp stamp is still tramp stamp because I know a lot of dudes with tramp stamps. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like I'd still rather have my tattoo up there than on my lower back, 100%. <laughs> okay. How so, ma- How many tattoos do you have for our I, listeners? I, I don't even know. It's it counts not possible on hours. to count. He's yeah. just covered from head to toe. I don't know if they're individuals. Well, tell everyone where you're all tattooed. Well, hold on, like the kids say, where you're all yatted up. What? I have never heard that before. Yatted? Yeah. You guys Nick's our running. in-house pop culture Dude, no, reference no, no, guy. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, that is terrible. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I'm just trying you inside <laughs> the pop culture. Just, if you ever say yatted, I will actually just leave. <laughs> no, we wouldn't be that lucky. You wouldn't just leave. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this, is, this is really bad news for me because Nick's the main source of my pop culture references and determining what's cool and whatnot so no i totally it I can, sounds like he's leading me astray quite a bit no yeah, don't use no. it it's dumb i'm <laughs> no. not not for it this is the first time i've ever heard that word and i but i wouldn't be surprised because you know you know we're old well i'm old anyway older he, than you guys. he called me up today and he said what's the <laughs> what was it <laughs> i called you up and i said yo what's gucci what's gucci <laughs> oh my gosh yeah he's a but I'm he's a, real cool this guy i'm just being ironic i don't actually enjoy the lingo <laughs> No, it's funny, and I like that, and that's what I like about you, Nick. It's like one of the few things I like about you. That's very nice. So our tattoos kind of the same thing. Is there like a phase? You know how like the whole hella movement went on, and then it was cool, and then it wasn't. Is there like a thing with tattoos that like things get in, but now they're permanently on you, and now they're not cool anymore? I definitely say that styles, styles come and go, and like since I've been getting tattooed, I think what it is is that. Um, it's it's evolving it's constantly evolving this like people are getting better and better and better mm. you know i got tattooed in south africa and we, we, when i in my town i think there were two tattoo shops you know in like a big city um well two tattoo shops that you would go to you know um and then now there's like a hundred and they're all amazing like they're all incredible i'm like where like the, the, the art is constantly evolving so, and people are getting better and better and better but there are still more bad tattoo artists than there are mm, good ones. Mm. And again, that comes down to perception. You know, it's, a, it's how you appreci- appreciate art. You know, you can see a piece of art and think it's amazing, but, it, you know, another person will think that's a terrible piece of art. Um, but there are technicalities to it too. There's, mm. there, there are things that you look at in a tattoo and you go, okay, well, that was well done. And you know, so so what are those things for you in a tattoo artist in their previous work to know, like, oh, I think I like this or I don't like this? I mean, it's the particular styles that I like, you know, um, and I like all like authentic Japanese. Um, why is that? I just I don't know, it's like weird. I don't know where I got this like love for the Japanese like tattoo culture. I think maybe like the Yakuza kind of style, <laughs> you know, that that kind of like the kind of criminal aspect of it. Um, it was kind of cool, like mafia, sort of mafia cool, where it's, you know, they're killing people, but, you know, it's still cool. Well, I know there was this phase in <laughs> Japan where if you had a tattoo and you lived in Japan, you were automatic, you're Yakuza from, from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It still is. I mean, uh, when I, because I shoot, uh, shoot weddings, a uh, photographer, mm-hmm. um, when I do Japanese weddings, I cover up completely. Um, I would never be led into a bathhouse in Japan, you know, um, 
so I'm, I'm very respectful of their culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the other side to it is too is it's more the older generation. The newer generation are definitely more open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, tattooing was illegal for a long time in Japan. Oh. So it was all underground. It was all like that's why the yakuza, you know, it's all under their clothing. Even like the, down to the to the that they're tattooed down the. There's nothing down the center of their chest for like a collar. Yeah, so you can so you could wear a collar and you wouldn't be able, still wouldn't be able to see it. So it's like this full bodysuit underneath. And um, you know when they go to have meetings at these bathhouses, they're completely naked. So like it tells like kind of a story and mm. they're they're associated with each other. Very similar uh, Russian criminal tattoos also tell a story. Um, you know you can kind of check someone's rank and you know what they've done and they have to earn every single tattoo. Story time. I was in Japan. <clears throat> First time I went there. And me and my friend went to one of the bathhouses, the onsen. Mm. And, uh, you know, you're like, being American, like Western world, being naked isn't, I'm not trying to be naked. Like, we cover up. But you go to the bathhouse there, everybody naked. I mean, everyone's just hanging brain everywhere, right? So you go in the men's bathhouse and it's just, everyone, that's just what you do. There's no shame. No one cares. Uh, anyway, me and my friend go in, they have like hot tubs, cold tubs, they got saunas, steam rooms, the whole shebang, right? So we, uh, were in the hot tub and you know, they have different levels of hot. So we're getting the really, really hot one. And, uh, as soon as, so we're going to sit in there and then I think we go in the hot tub and then we went in the sauna. So we're like trying to get super hot and then we want to go jump in the cold tub immediately after. So we sit in the hot tub, then we get in the the sauna, and then we go to jump in the cold tub, and there's a guy sitting in there, fully tatted, like fully tatted up, and it was a you know of course a Japanese dude, and I knew nothing like th- at that moment about like yakuza and like tattoos and Japanese and stuff like that. So we just me I'm I basically cannonball into the cold tub with this like I think there was two dudes all tatted up in like this cold tub. So we like just barrel our way in, jump in or whatever. And he's just sitting there looking at me just like with this stern look. And I remember now he was like, he's like missing fingers, right? This dude is like, from what I know now, like the real deal. Yeah, that's legit. Right. So I don't know. And I'm just a stupid American. Right. So he's like, eyeing me out, you know, like really stern look. And I, and I kind of look at my friend like, yo, what's up with this guy? Right. So then I don't know. So I just kind of look at him and I'm just like, Hey, What's up, right? Because, again, I have no idea. And uh, after probably like what felt like forever, it's probably like 30 seconds, he uh, smiles at me and, and just kind of gives me like a nice nod. And I think I said like one or two words in Japanese of like hello, greeting kind of thing. Uh, and then we just laughed. No big deal. Like didn't care. And then afterwards, I'm like describing the story to like my friend. And he's like, oh, my gosh, bro, that's like Japanese mafia. You're lucky. What are you thinking? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just like big and gargarious and whatever. Um, but super funny because I had no idea that I was, um, you know, chumming it up with uh, some Japanese mafia dudes in the cold bathtub. You were the court jester for this Japanese mob, basically. Yeah. I take you home and you entertain <laughs> you- my family. Yeah, he probably was shaking, like <laughs> waving his hand at me, but it looked like the shaka because he's missing so many fingers. Yeah. So I just kind of thought, Ooh. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you still have all your fingers after that. Mm-hmm. That's so. It's this whole underground, like, kind of forbidden feeling that draw you, drew you to drew eh, hey. to tattoos, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, yeah, especially like when I got tattooed in 2000, uh, when I was 18, you know, not in 2000, but when I was 18 and I got tattooed, um, it was super like taboo mm. in South Africa, like major taboo. And um, like, you, like it was like so like badass, you know? And even continuing on from there, like I would still get tattooed and it was still underground. But where now it's like the most common, like every pretty much everybody has a tattoo, you know? Um, and it's almost more unique now to not be tattooed than to be tattooed. And I get it. It's not for everybody and it is permanent. Although laser tattoo removal has come a long way. Um, and I will be actually having a couple removed. Are you like removing the tattoo and then getting a for to make room for yes. new tattoos? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what are you getting removed? So I have I have two tattoos on either side of my knee, and uh, I I hate them. Uh, like it all comes from like again this and we can talk about this. It's, it's choosing the right tattoo artist with the right attitude, and you like their art. This was something that um, the guy like we had a tattoo party at my house, which I don't recommend. Uh, it's not really the most sanitary <laughs> <A> condition <tattoo laughs> party. <laughs> it's not the most sa sanitary conditions, but like all these people were invited and I didn't really organize it. I just hosted it and nobody showed up. And this guy came like, he drove like 45 miles to get there. And like, it was his time. And he tattooed one dude and I felt bad. And I was looking through his book again, something else that you have to do. Always look at an artist's portfolio. See what the art looks like on their skin, on the on somebody's skin, because they can be great at drawing, but they can be terrible at tattooing. Mm. So always look at their art. So I'm looking at his portfolio, and he's he's pretty he's okay, like he's decent. And I'm like, okay, I chose something that wasn't in his genre. Like he was good for black and gray, and I chose a colorful mm. American traditional tattoo. And he didn't have any tattoos of his own. Which is also kind of like a thing that like... Wait, like, he, he had no tattoos on his body? No. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, again, that's the other that's thing like too. That's like a skinny cook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage in my, in my opinion. Because you've got to know how your client feels. You know, right. you've got to know the discomfort that they're that's in. That's true. You know, as well as have practice... A lot of tattoo artists practice on themselves before they tattoo other people. But um, so this guy had no tattoos. But he was, he was decent, like I said. And uh, yeah, he tattooed these things. And his attitude was kind of off. And like, he thought he was like really good. And he wasn't that good, you know. And, so it was just the quality of the of and the Yeah, and they didn't, yeah, the, the, the quality and stuff. It doesn't sound like you were super motivated to get them either. So it was almost no. like you did them out of I, I, making I, I felt obliged, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I'll just get this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he couldn't understand why I was in pain. Right. And I'm like, dude. That's a really sensitive area. Yeah. Inside of your knee. And this yeah. was before you had a bunch? This was kind of early stages of... No, I was pretty tatted up. Oh, okay. Uh, not, no, I was, no, I wasn't as tatted up as I am now. But, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I had a few, you know. And, uh, and also it kind of clashes. Like, I didn't really have an idea about sticking to one theme. Mm. You know, I, I didn't have my legs planned. I think it was the first tattoo on my legs. And uh, yeah, and I didn't have my legs planned out. So now I have my legs planned out and they will clash. So I want to get them removed. So, so you would kind of recommend if someone's going to get, they want a lot of tattoos, you would maybe encourage them, maybe stick with a theme. That way everything kind of matches. Stick with a theme and stick with one artist. Because I, I look like a sticker book in some way. Like, right. like because my legs are not finished, um, they're just like one tattoo here, one tattoo there, one tattoo here. And they're all separated. But your arms are very like, it's very cohesive from one to the other. Yeah, because it was done pretty much by one person. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
um, with a theme. Right. But once my legs get blended together, like with more art and stuff, it'll kind of look like one piece, you know? Mm. So that's kind of the idea. Stick to one artist, stick to a theme. Um, and I would, I would plan it out with the artists. Over a long term. Yeah. Like, say, like, this is what my vision, this is what I kind of want, and then let them run with it. Mm. They'll pitch it to you, and you go, like, okay, I like that. Or, or can we just change this a little bit? Don't go changing too much because artists, they, as artists, they do get kind of butthurt. That's every artist, from what we do, from video to photography to music. Like, if you're an artist, your 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 biggest selling point is what you bring to the table, and if you impose on that too much from the person that wants it, then you're you're doing yourself an injustice by getting something that's not in their wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, or that like, they don't believe in. Yeah, or like, yeah, that's just not their like like you go to a person for their style, like. Right. Like you go to one guy because he does great Japanese. You don't ask him to do a portrait. You know, you go to a portrait guy because you want portrait. You're black and gray guy. You're you're script guy. Um, you know, there's people that just specialize in, and they're really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But I made that mistake, and I don't really think of it as a mistake. But I realized that in hindsight, I had a guy that's amazing American traditional do a Japanese koi on my arm, and he did a good job. But it goes against all the rules of, rules of Japanese tattooing. Mm. Why, do, uh, how, why wouldn't this artist, just out of curiosity, like just kind of say no? Like, you know, hey, man, thanks for asking me to do this. But, you know, my specialty is this. Uh, I think because at the time, like it wasn't really a big deal, you know. And um, yeah, you're, I didn't. You're talking about a lot of money, too. It's like turning down work and saying, I just don't want yeah, to do it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this was like 2006. And I think I paid him $2,000. To do my my force my my sleeve yeah. or my my front of my sleeve my forearm, um, which now would be way more than that probably mm-hmm. be like four grand, um, yeah and I mean I don't it's just I don't think I got the best he did a great job but I don't think I got his best I got you you know um, because it wasn't his specialty exactly and now but in hindsight you know now I know and I know that like what the traditional Japanese style is mm-hmm. and what the rules are because there's all these rules to Japanese tattooing like what the the look should be what colors should be used it's like oh, it's kind of crazy um how, how do you feel about um face tattoos and like hand knuckle type tattoos I, I, I don't care I mean it's funny I was gonna get my knuckles done in Australia I went to the shop and this is kind of like this is like uh, I think 2010 and uh, I walked in there and I was like you know it's my birthday I'm gonna get my knuckles done and at the time, it was kind of cold, so I was wearing long sleeves and long pants. So you couldn't see that. I didn't look tattooed at all. And I walked in there, and I was like, hey, would you guys tattoo my knuckles? And they freaked out. They, what were you asking to get? Uh, I, if I'd, I think I'd get hold fast. Oh, oh, kind of like when you hold your fist up and it has letters. Yeah, okay. I'd get lettering on my knuckles. Sorry, I was yeah. like, what do you put on your knuckles? <laughs> yeah. But it's more like your finger, actually. Yeah. Like when you make a fist. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind I'm of cold knuckles. Yeah. Sorry. So, so yeah. So like I wanted hold fast. Uh, like just circle kind of, each uh, knuckle. That's a fun one. Yeah. I think of like motorcycle. Hold on fast. Well, it's more like, uh, it's like a nautical theme. I was ah. just thinking uh, Master and Commander. Yes. Great movie. Ah. Yes. Um, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> and they just lost it. They were like, he's not going to tattoo your knuckles. You'll never get a job. Like they fully lectured me and like, you know, like. We don't do that, like all this other stuff. And I was like, whoa, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. And I'm glad I didn't do it because 
working in the wedding industry, I like to be able to cover up. Mm. You know, I have my sleeves, I have my legs done, but I don't have my neck. I think you need to be really sure about your career. Yeah. But nowadays, it's definitely more acceptable. Yeah. You know, you can have your knuckles, your hands, your neck, you know, done, your head. All the times they are changing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's like I heard um, HPD recently issued like a thing where um, <clears throat> if you had tattoos, you got to cover up. Oh, really? Like they I heard some places are like, oh, now it's not like that anymore. No, no. So I think what they did was recently they allowed visible tattoos. Oh, because they, they did. They, they allowed it. Then they took it away. So it's back now. Oh, well, I, I need to check that. But yeah, because okay. I'm always curious about law enforcement. Yeah. Military, uh, fire. Um, what is allowed? Yeah, you know what visible stuff is allowed. From what I can tell, there's there's no rules with military. What about uh? Doesn't like Hawaiian Airlines as well, or certain airlines you can't get hired if you have visible tattoos that can't be covered. Disney's the you same. Can't get you're actually Disney. Huh. Actually, two years ago when when I was applying to work there, it was like it was just a strict no. Like if you had tattoos, you just can't get hired. And they would like examine your neck. You'd have a full like not full body, but like. Anywhere where you could kind of like, if you see into your collar and see bottom, right, right. bottom of your neck, if you had a tattoo, they would like sit you down and just look around you and examine you with clothes on, obviously, but oh, it, would, okay, it okay. would completely disqualify the, the clothes off examination, please. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that one. Yeah. Oh, that's a birthmark. Really? I mean, I think, it, I think it's okay your for, name. I'm okay with, in terms of businesses deciding the image that they want to present. Doesn't mean it's okay, but if you're a privately owned business, you can decide however you want. Now, as far as discriminating, saying you're not going to do as good of a job because you have a tattoo and so-and-so doesn't, I don't really agree with that. But if I own my own business and I'm Disney, uh, kids may not be as excited to run up to you when you have, you know, like a ghost tattoo or just some kind of scary something versus a person that doesn't. This is, we're walking a very fine line here and it's about to get real political if we don't pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm pulling out. Um, no, but... Um... <laughs> That was a wet one. <laughs> no, nah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I get no, it. I as, all, yeah. as long as I'm saying, I get it. No, I've worked in I worked in a place where I had to cover up. I had to wear a rash guard because I wore a short sleeve and I had to wear a rash guard every single day. And it was fine. You know, cool, whatever. Um, but I've started to notice more companies, uh, Starbucks, Coffee Bean, they're they're definitely more open about it, you know. Um, it's and, that indie vibe, man. And I think it's cool. Like, yeah. like you just said, you just nailed it. It doesn't make you less of a hard worker. You know, and it is public's perception. But if you can cover it up, be respectful, cover it up, and you know, uh, do your job. So you're saying, like, with a company, it's like it comes. It doesn't come down to like I don't. I think you're going to be a hard worker or not. It comes down to like, do you rep? Do you visually represent what our company is trying yeah. to to show off? But even that is a very slippery slope in like discrimination. Because if you have fu tattooed on your knuckles, I'm. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's different. But if you just have a harmless tattoo and they just like they're just against tattoos, like Hawaiian Airlines, there's actually I think there's a case to be made that like, yeah, you're saying that I don't represent somebody that's quote unquote professional, and somebody with tattoos can't be professional, and that's kind of like the the big debate point yeah. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's it's and definitely... it's not just tattoos; it's like women tattoos, or even piercings uh, too, right? Pe yeah, piercings, like hairstyle, mm -hmm. like all this stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's like the the image that you want to represent. Um, but it's it's times are changing, just like you said. Uh, I think that a lot of places are are sort of realizing that people are getting more and more tattooed. So, 
All right. Well, I think we before we get too political, I want to yeah. I want to kind of pivot and uh, I'm going to take a take a lead from your rash guard story and we're going to le- roll into your poop story because I believe that involves some sort of rash guard type item. No? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean as in water clothing. Water clothing, wash yeah. guard, rash Wait, guard. what was that job? Rash guard. What was that? I worked at Sports Chalet. Like mm. I said, what what was that <laughs> job? <laughs> As a scuba instructor at Sport Chalet. For, for, oh, okay, for okay. my roommate who might not understand yeah, what yeah. that is. Oh, yeah. Sport Chalet that doesn't exist anymore. I was a scuba instructor in Arizona. Oh, cool. Well, it really is the perfect segue. What? Hold on. Arizona? Yeah. Is there, there's ocean in Arizona? No, there's lakes. Oh. You know that song, Oceanfront Property in Arizona? I have heard of it. Yeah. Hit it. When you poop in your dreams, you poop for real. All right, take it away, Bretford. My first poop story. This is kind of uh, amazing. Um, <laughs> you know you've made it in Hollywood yeah. when you've told a poop story on Canada. Yeah, Bay. right. I mean... This could launch your career. It could. This was 2010. Destroy it. In uh, Honduras. I was, di- I was becoming a dive master, so um, a professional uh, diver. Um, and the coolest part was that we got to dive every single day. But a lot of the times, like it was like early morning dives. And if you didn't get to go to the bathroom, then you had to wait like a long time before you could go to the bathroom again um, because we were out on the water for a while. I remember thinking like, oh, should I go? Oh, I'll be good. I'll be fine. I'll be fine until we get back. And then I was like, okay, so 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 don the gear. So the tank and um, the BCD, which is like the jacket that you wear and that that has everything attached to it, your weights and everything. And uh, we did a dive and and... I remember, like, think, again, just before doing the leap, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm almost jumping almost, off of the boat. Yeah, jumping off the boat into the water. I was like, oh, almost cramping, but I think I can hold it. Anyway, doing the dive, and I'm at the back because I'm looking out for any stragglers in the group from that, the guests. From the guests, you know, that are like, that we're because then then we have a, a dive leader that's at the front, and I'm at the back just kind of corralling everybody. I'm like, I got to go. Like, 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 you know, when you need to, poops so bad that your butt cramps like your butt actual butthole starts to cramp up and it's like i'm i'm it's coming out it sounds like there's a muscle within like is it called a ring i'm gonna let me uh, being the pubitarian here let me um interject you're exactly right I call it the balloon knot or your sphincter muscle yeah the sphincter dude like it that's not a muscle that you exercise or put under stress very often but dude like it felt like Someone was like punching me in the butt mm, from the inside. From yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit," Literally. so to speak. And um, so I kind of waited for the group to go around the corner a little bit around the reef, and I took off my BCD. So you take it off and you swing it around the front of you, so the tank is now in front of you instead of on your back. Now it's in front. Drop is that the, what the BCD is? Is just the tank like harness? It basically holds the tank. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, it holds the weights as well. Okay. So you can take it off and swing it around. You're still holding onto it. You're not going to go anywhere. And obviously, you're still breathing air like normal. So a drop trowel. And uh, I, the reason why I took the BCD off was in case we had any floaters, it didn't float up between the BCD <laughs> and my back. <laughs> That's the challenge. You don't know what the consistency is. Is yeah, it going to be buoyant or is it going to be a going to happen. So BCD around the front. So it's got free access to do wherever, whatever it wants to do. And just I just let the pressure off, so to speak. And I have to, so real fast. Speaking of floaters, 
Um, I don't know if you knew, if you don't fart very much, you're more prone to have floaters versus if you normally farted, you know, a decent bit, you're not, your turds are going to sink because it's not filled as much gas. The gas in the turd is what makes it float. Well, based well, on that, I'm breaking fat. holes in the bottom of my linoleum toilet. <laughs> and fat too. That's right. Yeah. If you have a fatty diet, so you have more floaters. Mm-hmm. So there we go, folks. So were they floaters? I don't know, dude. I just got it out of there. I didn't look back. <laughs> Grip and rip. I was like, just get like, because I had to. It was like, it was like one of so those. So you things. got away with it. It was a power poop. I call it the power <laughs> poop because you like you push it out as quickly and as hard as you can. Do a quick little fan wipe with your hand, you know. Fan wipe. Yeah, just like like this. So according to Nick, aqua dumps don't require right wiping. Right. Well, dude, what it's was your gonna, experience? It's gonna. There's gonna be some stuff there. Aha! Uh-huh. No, there's not. Was there? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, I was just like did it fast because I didn't want it there to be just anything in on my hand. Yeah. Um, BCD back on, swam around the corner, joined the group. Felt good. So you got completely away with it with no witnesses. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah, yeah, and like it's just like nobody gives a shit, so to speak. Like nobody cares. Like it's just what you do. It's what you had to do. You know. Um, How'd you feel after? Fine. Like, did you feel good though? Did the cramps go away? Did, yeah, yeah, really... yeah. Just like I say, just like it wasn't like a complete like let go, but it was mm. just like just to just to get that feeling out because like it was, yeah, it was such, to bring such, the pin back so below painful. the red. Like you just couldn't, right? Like you couldn't focus. You basically, um, like a pressure cooker, you just open the valve just a little bit to let some of the steam yeah. out, some of the pressure. Um, so it didn't start making its way out in other areas. Yeah, like it it was bad. But yeah, it was just kind of funny. It's like I was chuckling to myself afterwards. I mean, it's helping the environment. You're giving the fishies and stuff a little treat. Is that true? I bet you the fish will eat the turds. I yeah. guarantee good for them. <laughs> I don't know if it's good for them. It's but, nutrients. I mean, someone's going to clean it up. Like, I mean, your body lo- doesn't uh, think so. <laughs> create, uh, lob- lobsters and, and shrimp eat crap. Yeah, that's from, true. Like, that they find the biggest ones next to um, the uh, sewer outlets. I bet you you go to Honduras now, and it's probably one of the most nutrient-rich areas ever. Yeah, just that one area. Yeah, just that one area. The shrimp have a vein in them that like no other. I heard the Great Barrier Reef is having some problems. We should send you down there with like, <laughs> yeah. like a box of Taco just Bell crop, for a week. I, I just crop spray. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come flying past the group. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just hang you off of a jet ski. You know, you know how when you scuba dive, some people have the... or whatever go underwater they have that like little scooter, machine that little lets, scooter yeah you didn't need that because no. you probably took you just take dumps and it just propels you forward yeah this is what brett's not telling you is after this he was now the leader of the group <laughs> <laughs> he looked up and he was just in the front this is your natural propulsion leader of the pack <laughs> this is a new form of energy taco bell new sponsor i mean it would have been great sustainable energy <laughs> it would have been ideal if it was on my hundredth dive because on your hundredth dive you have to do naked are you joking? No, seriously. What do you mean you have to do naked? It's like a tradition. You're, With the guests and everything? No, like you'll go as a group like of dive masters. That's you know. Do you not wear a tank? No, you, you wear a BCD and a tank, but you don't wear any clothing. Hmm. Why? It's like a tradition. It's just rite of passage kind of <laughs> yeah. thing? It's like a, you're 100. <laughs> it's you, your hazing. You're, yeah, I mean, 100 dives. That's a lot of dives. Yeah. You know? But I mean, yeah, for me it is. Birthday suit and BCD. Yeah. Okay, so to the list of things that Brett is familiar with we got graffiti bmx skateboarding tattoos tattoos scuba diving paparazzi photography jujitsu jujitsu he's a jujitarian jujitaro guys i'm sorry 
Um, what else? Oh, what else a, are we missing? He's a cat guy. He he loves cats. He adopts. He adopted what nine cats? You have nine cats now? No, I have we had four up until this morning. I went to wine. I had to go pick up another one. Oh my what? God, is that what you called me in the car yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> so now you have five. Now we have five again. Oh wow. We have four of our own, and then we always kind of like try and have like one foster. This one is going to be tough. You also have aquaponics in your backyard. Correct. Wild. If you need to know anything, this guy's a walking encyclopedia of life experience. <laughs> He's a wild one. I mean, it's just like it's like I think I think it's just all about experiences and like then getting sucked into things and getting like super into them. Like, and whether it's a nine-minute wonder and it's like it disappears, you know, like you do it for a bit and you're like, okay, I'm bored, peace, you know, or you get fully into it and it's like many years. What What are you really into right now? Like, Dude, what's your my nerd is coming out 110% right now. I'm into scale models. Scale models? Like building them? Like, <laughs> okay, okay. So there's, there's like the train tracks, right? There's cars, <laughs> there's buildings, architecture. Uh, artillery. 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 Like World War II artillery? World War II, like tanks. Oh my Wow. Gosh. Where do you get those at? Just online? Uh, there's a there's a couple of hobby stores on the island actually. Yeah, yeah. So you buy like a like a pretty big model and you put it together and paint it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, like a yeah. like a model that you just assemble or are you like actually making the pieces yourself? Out no, of no, no. Form? So it comes in. A, it's called a sprue. So that's okay. what like that's like a injection With all the molded plastic, that you plastic and you break you off. break it and you got to sand it and and uh, glue I it did together. a lot of that with Star Wars figurines when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I miss it. My my dad was like an an amazing scale model builder uh, back in the day, and uh, I, I always loved it. And then I tried to do it, and I wasn't as good, but I still did it as a kid. And then I started watching dude this some like crazy YouTube videos. It's just building shit, and it's kind of satisfying to see the process. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna try it again. So it's just kind of trying it out to see if I like it, but. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's very therapeutic, if you ask me. Like I, I used. But to then again, it. like the other thing is, it's a massive time kill. Oh yeah. So you know, you got other projects on the go, like especially us as videographers and photographers. You know, you got to get that work done first, yeah. which is really tricky when you can just sit there and like zen out. And you're very similar to me, and like you get into something and you're in work mode. It's very hard to break out of that and then come back in at the same level of productivity. Yeah, I feel I feel like with the model thing too, it probably takes a minute to get into it. Like you just can't sit down and start. Yeah, like that's probably that's what like I'm an hour is just the prep, the getting in, the setting up, the, and then finally you're now you got the motor going. Yeah, you just can't break away from that as easily. I mean, and this one that I so I just just started my first one, like in 25 years of not building it, mm. and the technology and the quality and the things that are available to you to make it easier are next level, and uh, yeah. I think I bit off more than I could chew because mm. this is the most complicated thing I've ever <laughs> built in my life. Is it a tank? It's a tank. Sweet. With working suspension and like springs and I'm like... Does it come with many shells that you can fire at your neighbor? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be sweet. That's crazy. Well, that is that's, crazy. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. You know what the compromise is though? The middle ground between like getting that fix and not having to be so involved in like the most intricate thing in the world? legos mm. dude again my dad massive lego guy <laughs> i love legos dude technics i think everybody loves legos not me i suck at all of these things i don't have the patience or like you're the not fine very motor technical skill. no yeah uh, i just want to do, 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 <laughs> like, do 
That's exactly right. I need to go to the gym and pound it with a pounder. (laughs) (laughs) These don't go together. It's happening Uh, again. (laughs) (laughs) It is happening again right now. Next. (laughs) All right, let's move on. And what do I do then, Buzz, huh? You tell me. All right, today on What Would You Do If, we have a full-on liar-liar situation, except this applies to everybody. If you've seen the movie Liar Liar, Jim Carrey is incredible in it, one of my favorite actors of all time, and he, what does he do? Something happens. His daughter wishes at her birthday that his dad, her dad, cannot lie for, I think, an entire day, is it? And he's a lawyer, and he has to, like ask questions for his client and get them out of this case. He's a defense lawyer. So yeah, something yeah. Like. I think it's longer so. than a day though. Maybe it is just a day. Yeah. I don't remember. I know it's a small period of time, mm-hmm. but, uh, and then he finally gets back his ability to lie. But what would this look like if the entire world were comprised of people that couldn't lie? Wasn't there a movie like that? Yeah. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Invention of called? lying. Was that what? And he like starts lying and then freaks everybody out, right? Well, he starts lying and everyone believes him because nobody lies. They don't even perceive the idea of yes, lies, so he can the, say anything. That he's the only one that knows that that lying exists. Right, right. So what were the what were the realities of that movie? Like, there was no. I'm pretty sure there was like no emotional like boxing up of emotions and. No, everybody I, just said what was on their mind. Yeah, they said what was on their minds. They were super open about stuff, you know. Well, one thing my initial thought like a little bit is there's a difference between lying but also not um, volunteering information. So like, for example, if we're, if we're together and you cook me a meal and you're like, oh, how, how's it taste? Maybe I just wouldn't say anything because <laughs> if I have to tell the truth, maybe that's going to hurt your feelings. So versus I would just somehow not lie, but also not just give the truth. I feel like that would happen a lot more. Okay. So how would it play out? Nick. I just cooked you this beautiful dinner. It took me three or four hours. I'm so happy that I was able to do this for you, and it's one of my greatest accomplishments. How does it taste? That's great. Where'd you learn to cook it from? Uh, I, I see saw what it I did online. There? Didn't um, even I, answer it. I want to see if I can actually do what they were saying online. Oh, that's really cool. Um, what was um like the inspiration? Where did you see it like from? This is this is a loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it would just be a lot of like redirecting, probably. That's yeah, what I would do. It's a whole different type of anxiety. Yeah. How many questions can I muster up and just BS my way <laughs> until this guy forgets that he's asking me a question? I yep. mean, the, the thing is, though, like, if you if you grew up in an environment where, like, like let's say nobody lied, it would just be normal. But if you took away lying right now, is that what you're saying? Oh, in the middle of everybody, like, n- they already know what lying is. Because yeah. in the movie, nobody knew what lying yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be different now that everybody all of a sudden has to tell the People truth. People would yeah. be getting butthurt. Okay, let, I think that's more interesting because the movie is it, it's just like this alternate reality. Yeah. yeah. What if one day or today, like, God snapped his fingers and like nobody can lie? Yeah. Or Thanos, if you're atheist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thanos. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be gnarly because people are so sensitive anyway. We live in the most butthurt, sensitive time in history. Super ever. triggered. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, people would just get super butthurt because be, we'd be super frank with each other, you know? And uh, I, I think it probably lose a lot of friendships. Would, true. would both of you like it? Would you like this alternate reality? No. I think it would be uh, easier in many ways, but it would also be more 
stress because you really would have to examine what you're saying. Maybe not you, but you need like a second to process sort of what's happening before you can actually formulate the idea. So if you ask me in the middle of the of the processing piece, then I may say something that's oh, yeah. hurtful. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. I think I would like it. I would like it. It would take away some of the societal like pressure and norms of things that bug me. Uh. Hey, man, how are you? How are you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Oh, All so right. Was... See you later. Right? You wouldn't be able to do that anymore because it wouldn't be – people would have to share what's going on. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that we should – I think people should be honest and share, which I think is happening. I think people are sharing more with each other as we become more aware of like – especially like uh, sort of mental illnesses like depression and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. are sharing more now, I hope. Well, I've noticed it anyway, being more open about how they're feeling and what's what's affecting them. And then I think in a way, seeking out help. I think it's almost a dichotomy because I feel like there it was kind of stuck in the middle where everybody was like, you know, sensitive to certain things, but they also like held back a lot or or didn't tell the full truth out of convenience or being polite. And then like you're saying, now there's this like one side of the society is going into the like, no, I got to be honest and I got to be who I am and really true to what I believe. And then there's this other side that's being hypersensitive to like, you can't say what you think because it's going to offend someone. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Like we, I'm, I'm interested to see how it's all going to come back around again. I feel like our older generation a little bit never shared anything, never knew what they were thinking, didn't share feelings, nothing. And then this newer generation, way too much. Everything's hurtful. They're sharing way too much. There's like, it's just pendulum swung. I wonder if that's why there's generational dif- different, what's the word? Gaps. Differentiations. Is that even a word? I think so. I, I think, I honestly, yeah, I think it is because like, there's like baby boomer, gen Y, gen X, millennials. Yeah. And they're all defined by different char- characteristics and it's all the result of what the previous generation raised them to be Yeah. in, in compensating for how they were raised. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be nice though to go with no lying. I, I, I would like to try it out. I mean, personally, I, I like to think I don't really, I don't really, I don't want to say I don't lie. You know what I mean? But like, I generally am a, I try and be a pretty honest person. I feel like you and I are a little bit of outliers because we're pretty much open books. If yeah. you ask us something. Yeah. Especially if the person asking is in the mode of receiving. Yeah. That's the hard thing. You know what I mean? That's what would have to change. People would have to get used to being able to receive information in a more gracious way. Right. Because, yeah, it just, it would be, an, you would have to adapt because nobody's going to adapt the other side, end of the pitch, end the of other the side of the pendulum. Yeah. Yeah. You all right over there? I'm okay. <laughs> you look like you were just about dying. Yeah. yeah my, my butt is numb. For all you spammers, you, Brett decided, I, I usually give like the chair that's in the kitchen. It's like a, uh, almost like a bar stool with a back, but he opted for a stool stepladder kind of thing yeah because you know the last time you gave me that chair my knees kept banging the table mm, this yeah. time my knees are under the table but my butt is numb so mm, it's okay. kind of like a trade-off what would you rather have i would rather have a soft sh- stool you want a folding chair all right a soft stool <laughs> <laughs> we're done with the poop joke <laughs> that was a good one that was a good one <laughs> done we all um yeah so i'm fine i just needed to stretch my butt hurts. What's another uh, aspect of telling the truth that you would have to live out? I think people would start asking things to get the truth, but not like it. Oh, 
you know what I mean? Like, oh, what, do you, what did you think about this? Like, they would actually start almost setting people up sort of to get the truthful answer to then incriminate them. Do you think that that would help people with self-esteem issues or hurt them? I think it would. I feel like it would hurt them initially because they'd be like, oh, I, I suck. And then it would give them the reality of like never have now they no longer have to question whether or not they actually are living up to what people expect. Yeah. The, you know, I'm going to disagree a little because change I just, their habits to do that. I don't find a lot of drive in people that when they find issues that they that creates this drive to, to make it better. Mm. I always find a lot like they they're in a crummy situation and yeah, just leave it that way. They don't have like that mentality to kind of like overcome. That's like a victim yeah. complex. Yeah. So if there's something wrong, you're now a victim right. and external factors have to change for you to be happy again. Right. That's like um, Daniel the Tiger. My little girl loves this like Daniel the Tiger thing. And he has this little song he sings of when something bad happens, turn it around into something good. And I like it. It's, I think it's a good little lesson to teach. If something bad is happening, like he's making a cake and he accidentally like puts frosting on the face. He was making these stripes on this little like tiger cake. Oh no. And he's like, oh no, I messed up the cake. Like, no, what am I going to do? Um, and then he decides to turn it into a, a smile like on the cake. And it's just this idea of like, yeah, if something bad happens, just turn it around and, um, you know, make it good. And that's something I struggle with definitely because if something bad is happening, it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, the whole world sucks. Why is this happening? Like, you know, it's easy to like live in that. Um, it's a constant challenge to try and fight against it and to, and to try and use that for good. We might have to name this episode something to do with philosophizing because I feel like we're uh, we're actually thinking more than we normally would. Mm, poop. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe this will bring a little bit of a humor and glee into this podcast, which has thus far been pretty serious, I feel like. But um, we have range. We have range. Yeah. Let's do this. Milk was a bad choice. All right, this is our can of spam draft. Today on our draft, hey Nick, what's your favorite vegetable? Um, you know I don't like vegetables, so potatoes. Taters. What's taters, precious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody loves potatoes. If you don't love potatoes, there's something wrong with you. Um, bread. Um, I'm keto, so I don't do carbs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love potatoes. Brett's going through his woke phase. <laughs> um, I, I only drink kombucha and um, no carbs. Well, I do only drink kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shout out Gene Shine. That was a great Brett impression. Thanks. Try it again. No, no, let's go with the drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the golden vegetable, potatoes. There are many, many ways to prepare potatoes. And this draft is going to be a draft of the best ways to prepare and eat potatoes. So... Um, last time, so th I think we're going to go with what? Three. Yeah, let's do three. three I think it's hard though. I feel like because, um, I can't think of four ways, let alone what? 12. All right. Okay. Let's do 12 then. No, no, I don't want to. What? Well, 12 total would mean four. That's each. what I mean. Oh, I can't. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. Sorry. Nine math. total. Math. I didn't mathifize. Math well. is a really hard thing. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at mathifying. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's do an odd man out, and whoever's odd man out goes first, and then you guys can Rochambeau or whatever it's called. So paper and rock on three. One, two, three. So you're first. Yes! And then me and you, Rochambeau, Jean Campo, two. 
and I go second, you go third, but you get two picks at the, at the turn. So, okay, well, let's kick it off, Nicholas, okay, so Mr. Poopitarian. I, I got to, like, man, I, my mind is racing right now, but I'm just going to go with the gut, French fries. French fries. Number one choice, French fries. And here's the thing. There's a lot of different kind of French fries. There's shoestring. There's waffle French fries. There's steak fries. I like steak fries. You guys? You like yeah, steak fries? steak fries oh. are the bomb. I but like waffle. My wife isn't a huge no. fan of the steak fries, so we always get the like other ones, but I like waffle fries too. But yeah, French fries in general, boom, roasted. I already win. Why do we keep going? Because I th- that's I the best. I think because we're talking about a single vegetable, I think you have to pick what type of French fries. No, French fry is a way to prepare potatoes. No, but you can throw a potato in a fried thing and call it a French fry, and you've covered like half the things that potatoes are involved in. Um, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> <laughs> all right brett's got a tie break i think french fry is a generic term to prepare there's a so many uh, what do you think no you son of a gun i knew we shouldn't have asked him <laughs> don't ask the african okay so i gotta pick a certain way to do a french fry yeah you yeah. just said it steak fries no that's not the one i'm picking exactly why you need to pick one okay but i don't know what it's called just regular french fries like french fries shoestring no no like mcdonald's french fries like okay that way those aren't even potatoes. Standard French fry. Those are just pure gluten. Yeah. Okay. Look, you. St- <laughs> Dude, you can't freeze. You know, you can't freeze potatoes, right? It is happening again. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to go with like the standard, like crisp cut French fry. Okay. Yeah. Crispy French fries. Standard. What do you think when you go to McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, Jack in a box Burger King. Yeah. Okay. Just a regular Perfect. French fry. Screw All right. me over. All right. You're up. Well, okay, so you get French fries. Um, mine, interestingly enough, does not have to do with fried. And I feel like I might be shooting myself in the foot because frying anything... You know, I was talking about putting Oreos on dog poop. You could probably fry dog poop and it'd be delicious. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go back... I'm going to backtrack from fried, and I'm going to say baked. I'm going with twice-baked potatoes. Dang it. That was, and, that's a strong pick. Uh, loaded, like, you know, with the, the butter, you got the bacon, the... No, you can't load it. You got to just pick away. <laughs> Either this unloaded is, or loaded. This is very Pacific. This is very Pacific, my friend. That's a Hawaiian potato. Yeah, very Pacific <laughs> potato. It's a good pick because you're getting like bacon and cheese. I mean, you're getting more than just a potato. Well, the draft is ways to eat potatoes, right? Yeah. Or to prepare potatoes. And that's how you, I would prepare it if it was my number one like option. That's good. Yeah. I love all those. So growing up, like uh, my mom did the most bomb roast potatoes. Okay, roasted potatoes. Yeah. Like how, how are those different from baked potatoes? Can you explain? I'm not trying little, to dog on your thing. I'm like the little learn. little white or red ones? Would you use those or no? She she took a full size potato, cut it into like cubes, not cubes but as such, not exactly a quarter, but maybe an eighth. So still that sort of shape, big yeah. chunky pieces, big chunky pieces, and it would go in the oven. And cook with your with your Sunday roast or anything like mm-hmm. that, and it was so like large dices. Yeah, and it would just get super crispy on the outside, like like the best tasting thing, and then like just grind it like that. Um, Those are good, man. What kind of herbs are we talking about here? Shit, I don't know. Salt. Mm, the <laughs> salt classic and the, and, salt herb. And 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 the uh, and the juices from the. From the like whatever it was cooking, normally it was like a roast chicken. Yeah. Oh, so it was, it was a roast, an actual yeah, roast. Yeah. With it. yeah so you and put then like you maybe have... the chicken in the pan and put all the potatoes. And yes, the carrots exactly. Around it. You just nailed it exactly like that. So yeah. Um, 
which is crazy because I haven't had roast potatoes in forever. Also, it's very kind of like an English thing, uh, Sunday roast. Um, and then the other way would be like uh, where you slice the potatoes real thin and you put them in a glass baking scallop pan. Scallop potatoes. Scallop potatoes. That's right. There we go. That's Boom. It. Nailed it. Those are good too. <laughs> Those are real Mother, good. Mother, father, sister, brother. <laughs> that was going to be my uh, next pick. Scallop but, uh, potatoes. But, but I'll pivot. But what about types of potatoes? Well, that would be part because... of I wouldn't say it yet because it's not your turn anymore. <laughs> you you see what happens is if you say it, I'm obligated to take it right. and ruin your life. <laughs> well, no matter what my pick was, you do that if anyway. you go out of turn, it's 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 mine now. It's true. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's it's more satisfying to me that you're upset than I actually get the pick that I wanted. <laughs> so so you got Potatoes in a roast. Roasted potatoes. Roasted, roasted potatoes. potatoes. Is that what I'm putting on Twitter? Yeah. Roasted just, potatoes. Roasted potatoes. And then I'm also putting scalped potatoes. Scalped Correct. potatoes. All yeah. right. Here we go. I cannot believe this made it back to me. I'm pissed. Because uh, anywhere that like sells like the, all this fried stuff, right? Because it's the perfect accompaniment to fried chicken at KFC. I'm not talking about coleslaw. Who the hell eats coleslaw? I hate it. Mashed potatoes, dude. <sighs> Yeah, I mashed know potatoes are good. Ma- mashed potatoes. Uh, I know. It's exactly the same thing, that, <laughs> except mashed, as what I was talking about earlier. You got the butter, you got the garlic, you got the salt, um, you got the, the cream. The thing is, twice-baked potatoes is basically mashed potatoes in just potato skin. Which means I'm winning. I know. You got two mashed <laughs> potatoes, basically. Wait, do I, I get two picks? You get your last two picks. Okay. So just real quick, you have um, twice-baked and then mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Okay, I'm going to just go with like a baked sweet potato specifically sweet potato so you put like brown sugar butter <laughs> that's a good pick i know it's a good pick so just like like uh like sweet potatoes yeah i love that N- nobody likes sweet potatoes nick what uh, I... <laughs> oh it's me now that's the outlier <laughs> triggered <laughs> you will push my buttons mm, my button is being pushed uh, so... i don't like it i am offended <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna go with sweet potato. I wasn't gonna do like mashed sweet potatoes, but we'll just take the regular sweet potatoes. Really good. Okay. Um, and then for my last pick, um, oh gosh, I'm so glad I got this. I'm excited about it. Oh, here we I go. I was gonna go baked potato, but I'm not doing it because it's boring. We're going hash browns. Oh, yeah. I love hash browns. Yeah, 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 that slipped yeah, my mind. Yeah, 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 and you can do it a few yeah. different ways. You can just dice dice up the potato really thin and just kind of cook it that mm-hmm. way and make it sort of like a hash. Um, or you can do it um, almost like shoestring kind of style mm-hmm. um, hash browns, but like, like where it's uh, like shredded. Yeah, shredded. That's it. Yep. Shredder. Yeah. So hash browns. Hash browns are the best. Breakfast side. If I if I don't have like yeah. toast or something, hash browns. You are can the best. even I guess somehow McDonald's makes it into like a. I don't, they make the hash. I guess they just fry it. So it's uh, one they put piece, it in the mold and they pee in yeah. it, and somehow potatoes Love come it. out. Mm-hmm. It's good. So what is your three? So my three is going to be um, French fries. French fries. Baked sweet potatoes with all the fixins. Okay. Yeah, butter, yeah. No, it's fi- brown sugar. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you took every fixing: cheese, bacon. Yeah, it's a, on it. I don't know how you put potato. sugar on on a sweet potato. It's already sugar. sweet. Brown sugar. You never had never had that. That sounds terrible. It's good. And then um, hash browns <laughs> is my last one. Okay. Okay. Um, again, I can't believe this came back to me, but um. Now you're you're gonna be very upset at this because you're gonna you're gonna go back to your original argument and oh, you're I, gonna be livid. I'm gonna lay into you. Y- you if are. That's what I think. But it's gonna be it's gonna have to be uh, seasoned curly fries. 
That is, it is in no way similar to a regular French fry. It's a whole different taste. It's a different shape. You have to specify when you go into any restaurant. I want seasoned curly fries. Hey, you definitely don't say seasoned. You just say curly fries. I doubt they have an unseasoned curly fry. It's true, but I'm just I'm just trying to specify how it's different from yours. I just want to know so your uh, evil maniac. <laughs> I was gonna. Well, I won't say this because you still have one last pick. But maybe we can throw out some like um, honorable mentions yeah, after we've done. It's a good idea. So, season curly fries, Jack in a Box, childhood dream. All mine. Curly fries are disgusting. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> what is triggered? <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> triggered. Um. So, kind of like a weird variation combo thing. And kind of my favorite way to eat potatoes right now, because it's like a new technology for me, is air fried sweet potato fries. Oh, yeah, that's a good pick. Air fried sweet potato fries. So you pick baked sweet potato. Yeah. Okay. It's different. Yeah. And he's did fries. These are kind of like air fried sweet potato steak cut. Like thick cut. I've had those. So... I need to understand how an air fryer works. It's just, it's like there's a wizard in there and he just makes some <laughs> things happen. So it's just like the wizard all like cranking yeah. on things yeah. and yelling down pipe chutes yeah. and giving commands to everybody in it's, like a miniature. It's, yeah. it's just really hot air. Basically, that's it's like a convection oven, basically, but so very, s- very hot. Yeah, in a very concentrated space. Yeah. Do you put like oil on the actual fries or whatever? So, Is there still yeah. oil involved? So like very, very little. So I take a teaspoon. So I take a, a plastic Ziploc bag, uh, put my, a whole, so I cut up a potato, plastic Ziploc bag, teaspoon of coconut oil, salt, pepper, and then shake it up. You so they're very, very lightly coated. And um, chuck it in the, in the thing for like 15 minutes. Is it pressurized? No. Oh, so it's just heat. It's just heat. Okay. In a small space, though. That, I think that's part right. of the key. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's, dude, the air fry is, right. a, is a wonderful thing. I, I, do, I do toasted cheese sandwiches. That's like kind of like my cheat. Whoa. It's called a grilled cheese. Toasted cheese sandwich. That's a grilled cheese. I'm from Africa, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting, I, I heard amazing things about the air fryer. I want one. I'm just exhausted with the appliances. Correct. They take up a lot of space. Just Did you get it, it from Amazon? No, I got it from uh, Costco. For oh, okay. 50 bucks. Wow. How much? 50 bucks. You know, I've been oh. trying to find somebody that has an air fryer so I can get the download. And this is like, I've been looking for somebody in my circle of friends for like probably three months because every other day, Best Buy has an air fryer on their like deal of the day thing. And I'm always like, I should get this thing. Yeah, but you, you have a toaster oven. You can it sort It's not the same thing, but I mean, you could get away with it. Isn't a toaster oven just a small like a oven yeah yeah but it's very similar to an air fryer right really? mm, no i mean you could do french fries in the toaster oven. wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty freaking similar <laughs> um uh and then someone was telling me about um air fried avocado what, what the f making does sense. it get crispy crispy on the outside soft in the middle no freaking you way. just put the whole avocado in there what kind I don't of black know. magic <laughs> Just chuck it in. <laughs> yeah. Comes out, it's just hot, and then yeah, throw the crispy a fast part is the into the fryer just from like five feet away. 
Dude, the, the, the amount of recipes that, that come in the box, like there's so many recipes. There's so many. You can do chicken wings, like salt and vinegar chicken wings, like, but it's just much healthier. Like you were saying, but the fatigue of having so many appliances like driving me crazy right now. Right now, I, I, gotta, I don't have, but people have. I got a George Foreman on my, um, that's where it all started, right? I got a George Foreman on my countertop. I got a toaster oven. I got a regular toaster. I got an air fryer. I got an Instapot. I'll just you got a dryer. Crap. Don't you yeah. have a smoker? I don't have any of these things. I'm just saying that's where it goes to. That's what's happening. I own nothing. You own everything. <laughs> I do. All right, all right let's re- recap yeah. real quick. We didn't do honorable mentions, but let's just recap what we all have. I have French fries, hash browns, and sweet baked potatoes. So I have twice baked potatoes. I have mashed potatoes, and I also have seasoned curly fries. I have scalloped potatoes. I have roasted potatoes. And... Air fried sweet potato fries. Okay, hopefully I can fit that on a single Twitter posting. And you all, the spammers who give us our entire sense of self-worth, will decide which one of us can hang our head high for the week, and the rest of us will dwindle in shame. Yep. I just want to let you know, I've won the most polls. That is not true. So I just for, won the last two. Okay, I've, out of all, <laughs> we have more than two. You add them up. I'm the king right all now. Right, but uh, so my math is pretty bad, so I'm going to win no matter what. Um... Anyway, so hit us up on Twitter, can of spam pod. Leave a leave a comment. What are your favorite ways to eat potatoes? And then definitely vote on which one of us drafted the best selection. Um, thank you again for Brett for joining us today. Yeah, you can find you. him on Instagram as at Bort the African. Bort the African, yes. Bort the African. B O R T the African. And yeah, hit us up on Twitter. We're also on YouTube now. We've I don't know if we're gonna keep going on high sessions, but you'll hear from us in a couple weeks and. Uh, We have our own channel right now, so you can find us there regardless. Yeah. Either way, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Shoots. Later. Bye.